James, here's a question from some anonymous person who wants to know, what is your advice for a good family vacation with kids? You know, for uh, this is a great question because I have thought long and hard about this. You know why I've thought a lot about this? Because I, I love my kids and I love hanging out with them, but I hate almost all kid activities. So I don't want to go to like an amusement park. I don't want to go, I don't even want to go swimming in the ocean. I don't, I don't want to go hang out just on a beach. Just because you don't like doing anything? Yeah, I really like to just sit around and like read and play, you know. But with your kids handy. Yeah, I like, if my ideal world, they're reading right next to me. How much do your kids like to read next to you? Not very much. So here's what I do. <laughs> here's what I do. I, stru- I structure vacations very specifically. So I'll rent uh, with Airbnb. I'll rent uh, uh, a nice sized space in Florida where it's a little cheaper to uh, rent a space like that. I'll I'll then call up a place that delivers a ping pong table, a pool table, arcade games, foosball, and a little basketball court. And I'll bring my Apple TV and uh, I'll have all food of every shape and size delivered in advance to the place. Wow. And I'll make sure there's a swimming pool there. And I also will make sure the place is near a mall and a movie theater. So everything that I could want to do. So this is a choose yourself vacation. This is the choose yourself vacation. So the kids have a couldn't they have so many choices of what to do. They could play ping pong, they could shoot pool, they could read, they could watch TV, they could eat junk food, whatever. And then, you know, once every day we'll go to a movie or we'll go to the mall, which is right next door. Or we'll go, you know, and I can avoid maybe once on the vacation I'll take them to the ocean to do the one thing I don't want to do. How well do they like it, and have they liked it less or more as time goes on? They love it because they've gotten really great at ping pong because I got the ping pong table in there. Whenever they want, they can go jump in the swimming pool. Uh, So they love swimming. They'll spend hours every day in the swimming pool. Then I'll take them to the mall, and what's great is they could wander around. um, Two girls could wander around a mall for eight straight hours, and that's great for me because I'll just plant myself somewhere and read a book. You know, and uh, I'll give them little gift cards. You know, you go to the bank and you get like things that look like credit cards. So I'll say, look, here's, you know, sort of your allowance for the year. Knock yourselves out in the mall. And it's great. Like, so I get to do what I want to do all the time, almost like 95% of the time. And they get to do what they want to do. So that that sounds like a fun vacation. Yeah. Um, So that's how I would advise people to plan vacations. Use everything, you know, get Airbnb involved. Get some sort of service where you can get everything kind of stuffed into your house, like ping pong, arcade games. Like she's gotten really good at my both my daughters have gotten good at Pac Man. Like I get these '80s style arcade games, very cheap to rent these things, but you can basically turn a house into a total mm. game house. So my answer to this would be um, a little different from yours, as I as I gather, almost everybody's would be a little bit different from yours. But I have a lot of friends who take family vacations, and when they come back they look like they've been in like either a war zone or an intensive oh, care unit. Oh, yeah. Like and people are miserable. That, that's why this started because I took them once to like uh, Lake George. Okay, and suddenly I'm canoeing and I'm rowboating and I'm, I have to go into the pool with them and the beach with them. I have to like do everything with them. And I was exhausted. Imagine taking your kids to like Italy and then you have to like spend all day walking the streets 
and then eating meals and, you know. Well, what you're describing is what some people would describe as their dream vacation. But I would argue that even if it sounds to a random listener like a dream vacation, what you just said, going to Italy or wherever with your family and being all together, right? So I think that's the key. I think the problem is being all together. So yes, I agree. Families operate in one way when they're at home or wherever they are most of the time, right? And then you take that same group of people and you put them in a different dynamic where they're way, way, way more interdependent without as much opportunity to like do their own thing. So like if you think about it, you know, people have preferences, right? And people have pretty heterogeneous preferences. Like if I have an hour this afternoon to do anything and you have an hour in this afternoon to do then anything. Then we podcast together. Then we okay. So there are preferences overlap. But typically people's preferences don't overlap that much. So if you take, let's say, four people, like I have two kids, you have two kids, let's say you throw in a spouse there, a significant other, or whatever then you're talking about taking four people, each with their individual set of preferences, and now putting them together. Imagine each of them as a small circle, and now you have to lay them all into one larger circle. And how much will your true preferences actually overlap with the decided preferences? And what we found in our family is that not very often. So we've we've taken some great vacations with all four of us that were really great. Actually, you know, we're, we actually do, for the most part, enjoy it. But what we found is better is single-parent, single-kid vacations. So this ah. would be like um, intentionally breaking up the family, right? Which some people, they hear that and they think, oh, it's terrible. It's vacation. Shouldn't you be with your whole family? And my argument is that it results in more happiness for more people, and it makes the whole unit, when they come back together, much, much, much happier. So, like, I will take one of my kids somewhere that means a lot to them. And it might be, like, my daughter always wanted to go to California. My son likes sports a lot, so we go somewhere to watch a bunch of soccer. My wife this year took my daughter on a trip, and then she took my son on a trip. And we miss them when they're gone and so on. But there's something about one kid and one parent that I feel are like the most memorable opportunity. And it's not just like the special things you do on vacation, like the things you plan. It's like ordering room service french fries at one in the morning in a hotel in California with your daughter and just hanging out and watching a movie. Like that was like the highlight of the vacation. Stick around. There's more question of the day coming up right after this break. Question of the day is supported by naturebox.com. At NatureBox, they understand that it's not always easy to make the best decisions when you're hungry, especially at the office. From day-old donuts to birthday cupcakes to vending machine junk. Boy, I kind of wish actually I was in that office. But it can be difficult to avoid temptation. Fortunately, NatureBox makes it easy to start snacking smarter. From sriracha roasted cashews to apple and cinnamon oatmeal, NatureBox offers over 100 delicious options delivered straight to your desk. Set your day up for success and avoid the 3 p.m. slump. Visit naturebox.com to get 50% off your first box now. Yeah, that I've done that as well, and I find it to be incredibly valuable. And I've even seen um, a really great talk given on this topic by a guy named Jim Shields, and he calls it board meetings. And the idea of a board meeting with one child, one parent, one child, is... You say, what do you want to do? We're going to do it for four hours, five hours, a whole afternoon or a whole day. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And the only rule is no cell phones, no computers, nothing like that. So you do this activity with them. It might be hiking, playing tennis, you know, maybe walking around in a mall or taking a big walk. And then at the end, you sit down and you ask them, what was the best moments for you during during the day, during this quote-unquote board meeting? And those things are incredibly valuable. At I always think it's really important. People say, oh, it's all about quality time. I actually think it's about quantity time. And uh, because the quality, if you if you spend good, if you spend quantity time that's been thought out, the quality time will sort of f- come naturally out of that. You can't force quality time, but you can force quantity time, but it has to be structured appropriately. All right, so let's say, so the person asked this question, what is your advice for a good family vacation with kids? I mean, part of the implication there is that let's say you've got two parents. Maybe there's one parent, maybe there's three parents, whatever. Let's say there's two parents and two kids or whatever. The implication is that, you know, especially in America, our vacation time is really constrained. We get a lot less vacation time than a lot of other, um, than people in a lot of other parts of the world. And so the presumption is, well, we have to make it all sync up, right? Mom and dad or mom and mom or dad and dad, whatever, need to get their vacation lined up at the same time as each other and with the kids so that they can go off and have a group vacation together, but you and I are both making a, a strong, well, I shouldn't say it's a strong argument. That's in the eye of the, um, in, in the ear of the behear, whether it's an argument against that. But do you think we are wise in recommending that people think about breaking the vacation mold and trying something that goes against kind of the American tradition? Oh, absolutely. Because I could tell you my life has gotten so much better on these vacations. Like if I want to do work, for instance, during a vacation, I can have an hour where I do that, and they're um, playing ping pong, and Claudia's, you know, doing her own thing. And uh, now, do you think that? Um, do you ask them, or do you know how they feel about your working during their vacation? Does that diminish it for them? Does it make them feel like you're being selfish and wanting to do what you want to do, as opposed to being on vacation with them? No, because then I'll take them the next day, eight hours to the mall, which would never happen you know, at any other time of the year. And, and or, or I'll take a break from working and I'll play for three hours ping pong with them or watch a movie with them or, you know, but it's just all, we get to do what we want all the time and that's a real vacation. Um, as a former kid myself, I remember how much I treasured one-on-one time with a parent. Now, I was the youngest of eight, so I didn't get that much time with my parents at all, much less one-on-one. So I remember any one-on-one time with any parent as being like a really big deal, but... When you compound that by having one-on-one time with a parent in a place where all the, you know, dynamics are different, right? Where you're not in your own house. And that's what I think is the benefit of travel among many other things is it just shifts your psychological framework. So you don't feel like you're going to have the same conversation about things. You're not going to have the same opinion. You're not going to eat the same food. And just those little rewirings, I feel, really change and potentially deepen the relationship between parent and a kid in a way that's very hard to do when you get in your habit at home. I, I think that that is so true, and I and I see that. I I do this with my kids, and uh, it's because I'm a I'm a divorced parent, so I don't see my kids as much during the week. Uh, those moments where I'm able to spend a large amount of time with one kid. Whether or not we're doing exactly what she wants or exactly what I want isn't as important as just being there together and having that one-on-one time. So if just by the way, if you ever feel the need to hang out with kids and yours are not available, I volunteer mine. All you no, need. that's the other thing too. I, in general, don't like kids. I love your kids. They're great. 
I love my kids. Uh, in general, I don't really you, like kids. Do, it, you, do you like kids in general? Like, do you like your kids' friends? Uh, I like some of them a lot, but no, generally, especially, I found this especially with little kids, like when your kids are from baby to whatever, seven or eight, it's like, I, I much, rather than saying I hated all the others, which I didn't hate, but I much, 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 much preferred my own kids. No, I to, will tell you, I, I, Okay, now, you're right. There Hate's a strong I buy word. the biological imperative that you're always talking about. There I buy that one. When you're talking about the evolutionary conditions under which we evolved are still strong to this day, that one I buy, which is that we are unduly attracted toward our own offspring for purposes of survival and nurturing and so on. That's true, because I, I, I will say I really can't stand hanging out with couples with babies or, or toddlers. Like I will just say no to that. Or because it's so boring, and then the kids are constantly interrupting when I wanted to hang out with their parents. Now that sounds selfish of me, but I can choose to do whatever I want. All right. So here's what I want to say to question of the day, listeners. I've never uh, taken a staycation in New York City with my family. I've lived here a long time now, and my kids were born and raised here. And we always talk about it, like let's go stay in a hotel or Airbnb in a different part of town, and and just pretend we're we don't live here. But I don't really um, know what to do, so I am asking any listeners to oh. send us at QOD suggestions for a good New York City staycation. And I've done it twice in the past month, and I will just tell you, I love it. It's the best time with them. Wouldn't you like to know what we're going to talk about on the next question of the day? Okay, we'll be right back. Again, we'd really like to thank our sponsor, NatureBox. At NatureBox, they understand that it's not always easy to make the best decisions when you're hungry, especially at the office. NatureBox makes it easy to start snacking smarter, and I think that's important for this holiday season. From sriracha roasted cashews to apple and cinnamon oatmeal, NatureBox offers over 100 delicious options delivered straight to your desk. Set your day up for success and avoid the 3 p.m. slump. Visit naturebox.com to get 50% off your first box now. Easy and satisfying. Again, visit naturebox.com to get 50% off your first box of Beyond Tasty hand-picked snacks sent direct to your doorstep. We've got another great question on tap for next time. Take a listen. The last thing I sometimes like to do, especially for a book, is go back into the manuscript and what I call like blow some air into it. Let the things spread out a little bit. Let the person that you're interacting with, in this case a reader, have time to go with the flow, to rise and fall. And I find that it's really good to blow air into the the personal relationship too. Question of the Day is produced and mixed by Nathan Rossborough with Allison Hockenberry. 